The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is August 31st and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Today I will be going over our 2021 class of rookie contracts and undrafted rookie signings. After the draft in the summer league, there comes the business side of the NBA. Some players are drafted but never really get a chance to play in the NBA. And then those, and then there are those who make a name for themselves and become those undrafted gems that blossom and turn into really good players who get paid. So I figured this would be a great episode. You know, this is the main news that's going on with these rookies right now. Where are the contract signings? We're all waiting and anticipating preseason. But for now, let's talk about how much our rookies are getting paid. Um, You know, the contracts were signed pretty fast and furious. Uh, all of the first-round picks are signed now. Josh Giddy was the last one to do so. I guess he was trying to get some extra incentives or something, <laughs> but he has finally signed his contract. So all the first-rounders have signed. There's a couple of second-rounders that are still sprinkled in that have not signed yet. But to give you a little bit more of an explanation, every first-round pick gets a four-year contract. It's a lot more rare in the second round. That's where you see two- and three-year contracts and two-way contracts and players that don't even sign a contract right away because they're returning to play overseas. And then they'll eventually come join their NBA team either the next year or years down the line in the future. So summing up these contracts, I'll start with, I'll group them in tens for the first round because... Those are the big bucks right there. Um, But from 1 to 10, obviously, the top pick in the draft is making more, a lot more than the most players in this draft. Kate Cunningham, he signed a four-year, $45.5 million contract. So that's a little over $11 million a year. That's the most that any rookie is going to be making in this year's class. Um, Next is Jalen Green, four years, $40 million. And then it slowly trickles down, trickles down. Till let's say the tenth pick in the draft was Zaire Williams, his contract is four years, twenty million. So it's a huge gap between one and ten. That gap between one and two is not that bad, but as you get on down the line, you lose a lot of money. So it really affects the players that slipped in the draft. Like say James Booknight fell to eleventh in the draft. He was projected by some to go to OKC. And that's a difference of $19 million in four years and $27 million in four years. So he lost about $8 million, (laughs) you know, but to no fault of his own. And, you know, sometimes when you fall in a draft, it hurts that day. But really, you end up going to the team that's going to make your career even better. And you have a even you earn even more money later down the line. So one through 10 is a difference from $45 million. To 20 million dollars and they're pretty much averaged out in between but no one 
drafted below a player higher than them makes more than them. Like I said, Josh Giddy signed last, but he still is in that sixth slot. The fifth player, Jalen Suggs, makes $2 million more than him in his contract. And the seventh player, Jonathan Kaminga, makes $3 million less than him in his four-year contract. So it just goes down in cycles like that. And next, I'm going to start with pick 11 through pick 20. I already mentioned James Booknight, the four-year. Well, 11, James Booknight is four years, $19 million. And Jalen Johnson is four years, $12 million. So that ranges from 12, almost 13 million to 19 million. So you see it slowly, slowly trickling down, but they are still all four year contracts. And then if you slide on down from 21 to 30, you have the contracts ranging from four years, 12 and a half million. That's at 21 to 30, four years, 10 million. So now you're getting into. A big slide, a big drop off in money. So Santi Aldama, the last pick in the draft, who was 30th, is making four years, 10.2 million in a four-year contract. A little over two and a half million per year compared to the 21st pick is making. Well, it's very similar, actually. Four years, 12 million. So that's around three million or so. But the drop-off from 30 to, say, 10 is is a big deal because that's an extra $10 million. And then, like we said, 10 to 1 is $25 million. So just give me a little summary of the scale from the rookie class. And I can't really even compare it to the second round because those contracts are all over the place, and we will dive into that. But uh, another sneak peek I'll let you in on, Sharif Cooper signed a two-way contract he was selected 48th a lot of people have him you know projected had him projected going to lottery so let's say i had him mocked to go 13th if he would have went 13th he would have signed a four-year 17.7 million dollar contract that's a little over four million per year he ended up going 48th it's going to sign a two-way contract and that's going to be less than one million per year so that just shows you sliding in the draft is not just bad on draft day. It crushes you financially. And so when you see a lot of people in the green room and they, be they become memes and gifs uh, of them being sad or whatever in the break room, uh, the green room, it's not just because they feel embarrassed because they're sliding in the draft. They also know, trust me, they know they are losing millions and millions of dollars. Uh, for Like I mentioned, for the second round pick, only Isaiah Todd, who was selected 31st, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who was selected 32nd, and JT Thor, who was selected 37th, received four-year contracts. So that means the other 27 players drafted in the second round got three-year contracts or less. <laughs> and most of them got one or two-year contracts. Um but that means for Isaiah Todd, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and JT Thor, their teams really think highly of them. And they basically consider them first-round picks. And they're putting that investment in them in their future. So that's something to look out for. Isaiah Todd went to the Wizards. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is at OKC. And JT Thor went to the Hornets. So, um, pick 39, we talked about the two-way contracts. That's where that started. 
Uh, that started with Nimi Escada from the Kings. Got a two-way contract. And if you don't know what a two-way contract is, it's basically an extra roster spot for where your players that will go up and down from the G League back up to the team. They'll get a call up to the team. The team will use them if they have injuries or whatever. Or a trade. Bring them back down to the G League for more development. And just depending on how good they are, they could get called up to the team and stay. Or they would just stay in the G League and develop. It, it just depends. Um, so I, a guy I can think of is Devontae Graham. He had a two-way contract early on. And then now we are two years later, and he's signing a multi-million dollar contract with a different team, the New Orleans Pelicans. So two-way contracts do not mean, you know, it's over for them. It just means they need to develop, and we don't have the minutes for them to develop on our professional team. So we're going to send them to our G League team. And that kind of goes without saying for Nemius Keita. He's with the Kings, and they are loaded at the center position. So that's why he got a two-way contract. He will not play for the Kings. So they might as well send him down there to continue to develop. Same thing for Kessler Edwards on the Nets. Uh, David Johnson on the Raptors. Sharif Cooper on the Hawks. I think he was good enough to just get a contract um, because he could easily slide in and play backup point guard to Trey Young. But they went ahead with the two-way route. Luca Garza, another player to the Pistons that I feel definitely should have gotten a regular contract. I think they probably signed him to that two-way contract a little too soon because they signed it to him during the Summer League. And he played incredible during Summer League. I think he is easily a fit for their second center right now. So, But he's on a two-way contract right now. Sandro Mamuklashvili. I also think he's talented enough to receive a full contract. But he's with the Bucks, and he's going to be on the two-way contract. Aaron Wiggins, he's on OKC. Really love his game. Uh, two-way contract. Scotty Lewis for the Hornets. He needed to be on a two-way contract. And Jericho Sims. If they would not have set, signed Nerlens Noel, re-signed Nerlens Noel on the Knicks, I think Jericho Sims may have gotten a contract. But since they do, they have a lot of depth at center right now. It's no harm in putting Jericho Sims down in the with a two-way contract and having him mainly play for the G League team. So those are your two-way contracts. If that was too many names, I'll say them again real quick. Nemius Keita, Kessler Edwards, David Johnson, Sharif Cooper, Luca Garza, Sandro Mamuklashvili, Aaron Wiggins, Scotty Lewis, and Jericho Sims. Now, players who have not signed a contract yet and appear to continue to play overseas next year for more experience are Rokas Jokabetis. He was with the Knicks. Signed to, he was drafted by the Knicks. Johan Bagarin, who was the Celtics' only draft pick. Philip Petrusev, center just selected to the Sixers. And Balza Kapriv... Oh, this is going to be a hard one. <laughs> Balza Caprivica. There we go. It's a lot harder names than that. I don't know why that got me um, tied up. But he was selected um, for the Hornets. I believe he was traded to the Pistons later on, though. So, But either way, all those players appear to be returning to their international teams at least for one year. And we'll see if they return next year. For the only unsigned American drafted players, we have Joe Weiskamp, Charles well, Joe Weiskamp's with the Spurs, Charles Bassey with the Sixers, Marcus Zagorowski for the Nets, 
and Raekwon Gray for the Nets. Um, I don't see how Marcus Zagorowski or Raekwon Gray will get minutes on the professional Nets team. So I see them being in the G League or just released to play, to sign anywhere uh, on and be on any G League team because you only have two two-way contracts. So um, they already have, I believe I said, Kessler Edwards on a two-way contract right now. So they will not be, yep, to Kessler Edwards is on there. So they will only be able to sign one of the two, Marcus Zagorowski or Raekwon Gray. And the other will just have to basically fend for themselves. <laughs> unless they, unless this roster spot opens up. I did, I did hear DeAndre Jordan is possibly on his way to the Lakers. So we shall see with that. But they have not signed yet. Now, that's pretty much the summary of the drafted players, international players, and their contracts. For Now, we had the Summer League. We got to see a lot of undrafted rookies shine show off their skill and their worth to teams and i would like to go over their contracts because they are some interesting contracts that matter as well uh, we're starting off i'll go from most recent to oldest um from most recent dacian nicks he played on that g league ignite team with jonathan kaminga jalen green isaiah todd uh, he did not get drafted, but he signed a contract with the Houston Rockets. That's an Exhibit 10 contract. And for for him, uh, he definitely needed more polishing. I know one of the things he said is he definitely just wanted a contract and not to be in the G League. He played with the Summer League team of the Houston Rockets. I mean, with the 76ers. And there was no room for him on the Sixers, so... Houston saw what he was doing, and they signed him to a contract. So we'll see if that works out for him. And, you know, he would be reunited with his G League teammate, Jalen Green. So hopefully that'll work out. Now, same for Dejan Giroux. Dejan Giroux really impressed me. He played incredible for the Miami Heat. I think he played good enough to deserve a contract. Um, but the Heat did not have room for him. So Another team had an eye on him. That was the Indiana Pacers. So he signed a two-way contract with the Pacers. And he's a guy to keep your eye out on, in my opinion, because he is super talented and played very well in the Summer League. Next, we have Carleek Jones. That's the point guard from Dallas. Um, for the Dallas Mavericks, he signed an Exhibit 10 contract. And he was a, one of the better players as well in the Summer League. So it's really interesting to me that he didn't get a contract. But, and, you know, for that Exhibit 10 contract, it's basically, it's kind of similar to a two-way contract, but it's just lesser. It's basically a training camp invite. So, uh, when they have training camp and preseason games, there is like a, another trial test for them to show off their game and get a chance at making the team. Uh, because if they don't make the team, it's basically a non-guaranteed minimum salary. Uh, so hopefully it will turn into something for Carleague Jones and Dejan Giroux especially. Now for next we have Farron Hunt, small four, signed a contract with the Dallas Mavericks. That was another Exhibit 10. And we have James Ekonique. He played really well in the Summer League. He signed a Exhibit 10 contract with the Wizards. We have Jock Landell. He signed a two-year, $2.5 million contract with the Spurs. And that's just a regular contract. So, you know, he's on the team. He's an international player that made a lot of noise, undrafted. 
Uh, and the Spurs really think highly of him. A lot of people think they should have drafted Alperen Zangoon, and I believe it's because they had Jock Landell in their mind frame, and they were like, we'll get another young talent in the draft, and we'll just sign Jock Landell to where we can basically kill two birds with one stone. So he's a name to look out for. MJ Walker next. Signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Knicks. Dalton Holmes signed a two-way contract with the Pelicans. So that's good. Like Remember what I said? Two-ways are better than Exhibit 10s. Because Exhibit 10s are basically training camp invites. Two-ways, you know you're going to be affiliated with the team and have a shot to get some minutes in G League and impress to get teams on to get minutes on the real team. Next, we have Amir Sims. He signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Knicks. EJ Anu. He was a highly touted player that a lot of people thought should have been drafted, but in my opinion, he had a pretty bad or underwhelming summer league. So he only signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Mavs. Next, we have AJ Lawson. Forward for the Hawks. Signed an Exhibit 10 contract. Jordan Goodwin, shooting guard for the Wizards, an Exhibit 10 contract. Jose Alvarado, guard for the Pelicans, signed a two-way contract. It's kind of also how you know who performed well in the Summer League or not. Because if they get that two-way, when they could have gave him an Exhibit 10, that lets you know right there. Next, we have Chris Smith. He was a guy that I felt should have been drafted. A lot of people think he could have been a borderline first-round pick. He's from UCLA. He tore his ACL in his senior season. He only got to play a handful of games. And that led him to going all the way to be undrafted. And that was really a shame, really unfortunate. He signs a two-way contract with the Pistons. So that's him and Luca Garza will be there too. But I think he has a real good shot at making, if not this team, Another team in the future because his future was bright before he tore that ACL. Hopefully he has a full recovery and gets back on it. Next we have Jamarco Pickett. He signed a t- Exhibit 10 contract with the Pistons. We have DJ Stewart. An Exhibit 10 contract with the Miami Heat. Macy Oteague. Macy, Macy Oteague played incredible in the summer league. He only gets an Exhibit 10 contract with the Utah Jazz. That's disappointing for me because he balled out. He really impressed. I don't know what else he needed to do. But, you know, he does have that Exhibit 10 contract. So he will be able to get another chance to show his skills. But, you know, that's tough, man. When you are not a highly drafted player, you have to go above and beyond you know, when you have players that are highly drafted and they do nothing, nobody cares. But if you ball out, it's like, you know, it's it's still it's just really hard. If you don't have that big name and that draft capital, you're gonna struggle. It's it's a struggle to make it to this league, I'm telling you. Next we have Matthew Hurt, the power forward from Duke. Uh in my opinion, he should have been drafted. He was one of the best shooters in the draft and he's a power forward, so that's that's few and far in between, really. And he's from Duke. Got the pedigree of a good school, good coaching. I think he'll work out. He did not have a good summer league, though. I don't know if he, you know, was with the right fit with the Rockets. But that is who he signs his two-way contract with, the Rockets. So the Rockets have a lot of young, interesting prospects. But I think Matthew Hurt can be good. 
Next, we have two Lakers players and two Exhibit 10 contracts. Um, Mac McClung, he is a um, Alice Caruso type, uh, but this Lakers team is loaded. I don't know if there's room for him. Same for Sean D. Brown, small forward with the Lakers and Exhibit 10 contract. Uh, before summer league started, or right when it was starting, it's like okay, they're gonna need to sign these players because they don't have money to sign anyone else. But somehow they have a full lineup of veteran players, and they squeeze them all in the contract. I think they're still above contract, uh, but they're willing to pay for this championship. It appears. Next we have Evis Pons. He signed a contract with the Memphis Grizzlies. That was an Exhibit Ten, and he was highly regarded in the draft process but mainly as a prospect, uh, a project, to where in a couple years he can be something great. But right now he's not ready. So that's not surprising. Next we have Ish Wainwright for the Raptors. Played really, really well. And as you can see, he signed a two-year, $2.5 million contract. Not a two-way, not an Exhibit 10. He got a contract. So very happy for Ish Wainwright on that one. So that pretty much sums up all the undrafted rookie signings right now and all the drafted player signings. You know, I thought this would be an interesting show, like I said, because if you don't know anything about the contracts, you may think, because back in the day, the first pick in the draft used to get a tremendous amount of money. And they basically had to cut that down because you can't have a player that's such an unknown come in and be a bust and then it just ruins your franchise so kind of like the nfl did so these contracts are more scaled out now to where you don't have uh, holdouts and all these things they're just you come in you sign a contract you get to work and a lot of players sometimes rather fall in the second round because you want to get out of that contract quick as possible to where you can start making some big bucks and some of them even would rather be undrafted I don't feel that's a good idea, but, you know, a lot of them do, but when you have a, like, Ayo Desumu has a two-year contract, he was, he was drafted 38th, it's two years, yeah, it's only 2.5 million, but if he develops into a really good player, after those two years, he can make a 10 million plus contract, as opposed to, say, Santi Aldama, who's on a four-year, $10.2 million contract. He's stuck making that low amount of money for four years. When they both could develop, say, into All-Stars, A.O. will be making over $20 million a year, and Santi Aldama will be stuck in that $2.something-million-a-year contract. So that's just you know the ins and outs, the business side of the league, the summer league, the draft, and leading into the season. And I thought this was a really interesting show concept for you guys if there's any player that you would like to know their contract you can just hit me up on twitter at william is bill i'll go over it for you who do you think should have been drafted higher who should have been drafted lower who got screwed the most out of their money <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and it's gonna be a lot of people another player alperin sangoon in my opinion he should have went seventh if he was seventh he would have made 25 million he's making 15 million i mean we can go on and on with this I love everything about these rookies, so I just like to cover it for you guys. But those are pretty much the inner workings of the contracts. Thank you all for listening so much. If you love this show or like this show or want one of your friends to like this show, <laughs> which I would appreciate, 
Like, rate, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. I thank you all so much for listening. I'll check you next time. Peace. Oh, my voice squeaked on the piece. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.